FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 169 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise Venable. And we're here with a bonus episode for March. Bonus? Bonus, yeah. So um, so we have our full production team here today. Of course, your, your host, Jason and Denise. We also have our producer, Max, the Darth, the Dog of Destruction. Yes, and he's watching close eye on us. Yes. He hasn't been happy with us lately. <laughs> nope. And you may or may not have been able to hear in the background uh, one of our interns, Ethan Venable. And we'll have a new intern, Oliver Venable. Yes, he's new and green. Yes. And we found him sleeping on the job, so I don't know how long he'll have a job. <laughs> but that's just to say that at any given time, any of those people may show up on in the background of this episode. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Yep. <laughs> so... Basically, um, what I mean by our bonus episode is I decided, um, instead of doing our normal format, um, I'm going to try to do just four short episodes for March. Kind of get, you know, Denise and I back into a rhythm. Um, in case you didn't hear last episode or in case you're a little slow on the uptake with our uh, thinly veiled references, um, we have a new baby. <laughs> Baby Oliver was born at the end of February. Um, barely, Not a leap year, baby. Yeah, barely missed leap day. Thank goodness. Um, no, you know, if your birthday is leap day, yay. Yay. <laughs> We're so excited for you. For you. <laughs> we just didn't want it to be our child. Right. <laughs> I just didn't want to apologize for the rest of my life. But, um, Sorry, we have to celebrate your birthday in dog years. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do um, just kind of the new comics each week through the month of March and try to get kind of back on our regular schedule in April. Now, I might try to squeeze in to record a flashback to get us ahead, but that'll just kind of depend on, on baby stuff. Yeah, Oliver's kind of in the driver's seat. Yes. How does that work? Our yes. intern so that much sleeps control. on the job mm-hmm. controls our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> completely and totally. But anyway, I'm, so we'll do some just short episodes just so we can kind of keep putting stuff out there and kind of keep up with the with the issues. So uh, this episode for this week, the first week of March, we're going to talk about Old Man Logan, and then we have a couple of saber-tooth appearances to discuss, um, and that's it. That's, that's why it's short. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, you ready? Let's do it. Uh, in turn one, can I have some water? All right, here we go. Okay, so our main comic this week is Old Man Logan, number three. Here's your water. Thank you, intern Ethan, for our H2O. Yeah, so Old Man Logan, number three. Berserker, part three. Written by Jeff Lemire. Art by Andrea Sorrentino. Colors by Marcello Maiolo. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And the cover is by Sorrentino and Maiolo. And I love this cover. I'm glad you love it. (laughs) 
So basically, we have like a faded kind of Instagram looking um, uh, target. There is nothing Instagram looking about the filter. That. Yeah, it's kind of an old like ragtag filter. Sure. On the color work. Um, we have the Old Man Logan logo. And we have the Old Man Logan himself um, screaming. He's got his arms and claws crossed in an X. And then we have a purple bow and arrow with a purple little hand about to shoot him in the chest. I won't tell you how long it took me to realize that that was a purple bow. Really? Yeah, and the crosshairs. I'm gonna guess till didn't help. Page one, where you saw the purple person with the purple bow. Yes, but when you just look at the cover on the iPad, I was like, "Is that? If that's the, the this? target, didn't give it away? No, really. And you I'm know pretty why? Sure, last time, the last issue, we talked about. Oh, look, that next cover looks pretty cool. He said, "Yeah, it's a target, like an archery target." Yes, <laughs> except I got hung up with these little crosshairs. That's so kind of weird. I don't know if I she kept has some trying kind of to like turbo. look at it and go, is that a gun? <laughs> is that a male extremity? What is that? A male extremity. Yeah, I won't point out what I thought was. I thought that one done. And that one's done. <laughs> I don't see that at all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but um, yeah. All right. Well. I love this cover. I think it's great. I didn't, I didn't like the art. Okay. Want to continue down that road? <laughs> I bet our uh, feelings on the issue will be similarly divided. I'm pretty sure they are. Ooh, there was a variant cover by Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair. I'd like to see that. It's probably better than this one. <laughs> and while we're speaking, there's also a Dodson. Dodson's variant cover. Dodson. So. Dodson. Do we have dots in here? What, what are you talking about? Oh, in Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park? There's a Dotson? Yeah. So in Jurassic Park. I remember the Dachshund. Little wiener dog running around <laughs> with the dinosaurs. No. In the first movie, when the uh, the guy meets the competitor and he's like giving him the suitcase of money and how he's going to transplant the, the eggs or the embryos that he's going to steal from okay uh, newman yes so uh, he uh, says uh, 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 uh. yeah anyway he goes thanks dotson and the guy goes don't use my real name and so he starts yelling dotson we've got dotson here <laughs> oh sorry okay. i yeah sounds good okay <laughs> I don't know why that jumped into my head maybe because jurassic park had been on for like a week straight. yes it's on all the time Yes, that's correct. Ethan, our intern, said it had great music. Yes, and it's a classic. I'm right, going to talk. Come over here. <laughs> All right, so we pick up in Brooklyn in a green apartment with a purple girl. And uh, she has a purple bow and arrow. And uh, old man Logan had gone to find his only friend, Clint Barton Hawkeye. Instead, he finds Kate Bishop, uh, other Hawkeye. <laughs> Other Hawkeye. Which he takes offense at, uh, Old Man Logan saying that. I really love the panel layout of these pages. I like kind the chevron. The, the arrowy, yeah, the chevron panels. And I really like kind of the banter between um, Kate and Logan. Do you know? Yeah, that was good. Okay. So they banter back and forth. She asks about the list. He says it's a grocery list. Logan 
starts to explain herself and says, nah, you want to get it? And she's like, I'm an Avenger. I get everything. <laughs> Try me. Yeah. And um, so but we get some kind of hints that things might be unraveling a little bit. Because um, Logan talks about how the bad guys win in the future. And he's here to stop it. Now he has a chance. And uh, Hawkeye was the only the only good guy that survived. Except he was um, blinded by Avalanche. Avalanche, yeah. And, and Kate's like, oh, that can't be right. So we're already getting getting more hints that Logan's future is not even possible. Right. And starting to unravel a little bit. And he kind of gets lightheaded. Um, and then the panels turn into an arrow. And they point down. And I really think it's really cool because in the, kind of the, the arrow head of the panels... Logan starts to faint, and you see like the top of his head as he falls forward. And then the bottom panel where the arrow leads into is like him, that same pose, like diving underwater. Yeah, except on the iPad, it was not clear that this was an arrow. Um, bummer. Yeah, it it just looked weird. <laughs> All right. So then we get an amazing double page spread with the colors. I'm just going to, again, tout, remember uh, last year's Wolby winner, Marcello Maiolo, he's he's killing it on these colors. I will say, I did like the colors and the emotion that they invoked. Yeah, you know, a calmer, more peaceful, happier time. And there's Logan with his family at Sentinel Beach. Interesting. Yeah. So they're all swimming, having a good time. Uh, the daughter, um, JD, thinks she sees a monster underwater. So Logan goes to investigate. And it's some Avenger skeletons. And we have Spider-Woman, Quicksilver, and an X-Man of some sort. And they're down at the bottom. I really like kind of the color splash, how it's all red to signify the death. I really love the little fishies. It's a nice touch. And the octopus? Yeah, the little octopus arm. And the skeletons look cool um, with the costumes kind of shredded around them. Logan comes back, says, oh man, I should have known better. Battle of Atlantis took place around here. Sorry about that, family. Um, and then he promises that he'll protect them all, no matter what, forever and ever. Amen. And then he wakes up. He sees Pizza Dog. Kate offers him some coffee. Uh, he's been out for 33 hours. His healing factor is slowing down. And um, <laughs> we get some jokes about how good Starbucks is, because there's no Starbucks in the future, which I don't believe. No. They will, Starbucks will survive the apocalypse. Yes. They're like cockroaches. Yeah. And Kate's like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to help you with your list. Yeah, because there's a hole cut out of my costume in weird places. Yeah, the hip hole is weird. I don't really know what's going on with She's that. She's going to get bad belt chafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she will. That's all I could think about. I was like, does she have to Vaseline that thing? Yeah, I guess so. This is a strange cutout. Because you can't put any arrows in there. Yeah. And she's like, all right, well, I know where Mysterio is, so let's go. And he's like, what? And she's like, hey, Avenger. Kind of points at herself. And she's got her laptop. Like, I Googled him. Right. No, but she says she used the S.H.I.E.L.D. database. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says she's bored because Clint's away on a mission, and she hasn't had a mission in weeks. I really I like kind of her attitude. She's like, Katie needs something to shoot. And Logan's like, I work alone. 
<laughs> she goes, blah, blah, I'm grim and serious Wolverine. I hunt alone, blah, blah, so I don't even grimmer and more serious because I'm like 90 years old now, blah, blah. And she says, let's just cut to the part where I wear you down with my adorable precociousness and you reluctantly agree to team up. And he growls and she takes that as a yes. So she gives him the jacket and we get a really cool panel where we see them kind of run across the rooftops. Kind of as from panel to panel, you see them in different positions, but it kind of has a family circus thing. Yeah. Going along. I thought that was really cool. And we get some more hints that the Logan's may be a little bit amiss. Because they talk about a Thor. And she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, a female Thor. And she wants to know, since you're from the future, do you know who female Thor is? Does her identity get revealed? And Logan's like, there is no such thing. Well, I like Logan's excuse for everything. He's like, everybody just switches costumes. Yeah. Right. Like, Maybe there was a female Thor I just didn't notice. I just love I mean, his... It's not like she would have armor for boobs. Oh, wait, she does. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I guess I kind of like Logan's, because to me that's very Logan-y. To be it is, like, yeah. Yeah, no, this is, th- this is my reasoning. Ergo, it is the reasoning. His, his rationalization. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. So anyway, that's a really cool scene. And they find the place. Uh, Lady Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop's like, all right, well, let's come up with a plan. And he's like, I got a plan, Snicked. Yeah. <laughs> Snicked is the plan. I've had plenty of time to think this over. So he kicks the door in. We get some cool color work again. So he kind of cuts through. We get an awesome, I'm going to nominate this for an early Snicked of the year where he yells at these um, underlings, where's Mysterio? And he yells in the Snicked. Yeah. It's fantastic looking. If it wasn't. The typical, I'm going to highlight a red panel. I think it looks great. So he says they're lying. He cuts off a guy's hand. And uh, this is where uh, suddenly Kate Bishop's fun little mission, helping the old grouch, takes a very serious turn. She's like, whoa, time out. (laughs) I didn't sign up for this. You're cutting everybody to pieces. Are you nuts? And the guy's like, please, I don't know Mysterio. I don't know Mysterio. And, um... Old Man Logan, who suddenly has a full beard in one panel, and not just sideburns. Um, has he, has he's had the on? whole beard the whole time. Oh, has he? Okay. It's just the way he's drawn, sometimes he's in shadow, and it looks like he doesn't have... I don't know. ...chin beard. But see, like... Not there. No. Well, I think it's... Somebody messed up. I don't know. Anyway, he has, he has full Amish beard now, which I'm currently rocking. <laughs> Wait, what was that? The uh, Amish leprechaun beard. Oh, that Weird Al song. Amish Paradise? Amish Paradise. Yes. I couldn't think of any of the words to start singing in. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have. That's all right. So anyway, she shoots an arrow into the wall, and then we get an awesome purple monochromatic panel that looks great. Mm. Uh, I love the color work here. I will this say. Hawkeye trying to take control, or uh, Bishop. What's, does she have a code name? I don't know. Other um, Hawkeye. Other, yeah, Other Hawkeye. <laughs> That's so uh, diminutive. But uh, anyway, uh, she's taking control of the situation, and the color work reflects that. I thought it was really cool. I will say I enjoyed the fact that it was purple instead of red. Yeah. And purple for Hawkeye. Far as I will go. And she's like, all right, timeout has gone far enough. They don't know Mysterio. This was his last known location, but it doesn't mean he's still here. So chill out. Chill out. And old man Logan's like, you know what? Healing factor works great against arrows. 
But she shoots him through the shoulder, and then he cuts her bow in half, and then she breaks his nose. And then goes all uh, ninja on him, kicks him in the face, and the bad guys get away. Uh, old man Logan grabs her by the throat and pops his claws, and she's like, what, you going to kill me? And he's like, no, I'm trying to save you, save all of you. And that's where she gets it. She says, don't you get it? We're all still alive. We can help you now. You're not alone anymore. And then probably the theme of this series so far, Old Man Logan's like, I'll always be alone. And he leaves. And um, he's out sniffing, going to get on the trail. And then something hits him in the wrist. He falls off the fire escape. And he's told to stand down. And we see Old Man Rogers using a trash can weird as a shield. <laughs> yeah, he's also got, uh, like, sweatpants on. If you look in the panel before that, he has, like, elastic cuffies around his yeah. <laughs> his sneakers. No, those aren't sneakers. Those are his Captain America boots. See, he even has a star on the sole. Oh, it looked like a sneaker. No. Anyway, next issue, Old Man Logan versus Old Man Rogers. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. All right, so what do you think of the art? I still love it. I still hate it, and I'm not pregnant anymore, so I can't blame hormones. No, sweet. No, I just don't like it anymore. Okay, well, we are very different on this book. I think it's beautiful. Um, I think the action is great. Uh, all right, well, oh, another shout-out to the colors. Uh, Maiolo's just doing a fantastic job. What did you think of the story? Really? Man, I really liked it. I really liked the interplay between Logan and Bishop. thought it was a nice little team up. Uh, kind of their, their personalities conflicting. Kind of Bishop, like originally, like, oh, this will be fun. And then suddenly it's not very fun. It gets very violent. And old man Logan kind of having to rationalize and deal with the fact that, you know what? Maybe his vengeance quest is not so justified. I I think it's very complex, makes the characters uh, multidimensional, and I think it's really good. See, okay, so the and only... I wish Lemire could write that kind of Logan in Extraordinary X-Men, but that's a story for another day. The only part that I liked about this is the fact that you're realizing that Logan's timeline is not the timeline of the world that he is currently in. Right, definitely not. And that's as far as it went. I didn't like the other Hawkeye. I didn't. Really? What didn't you yeah. like about her? I think because she was so snarky. Yeah. That's, but I don't, that's the part I liked, I guess. Yeah, but I guess I don't know her character. So to I me. It, I haven't read a lot of her either. But I thought this was a nice kind of. You know, here's this hero who's, who's kind of bored and wanting to do some hero stuff and kind of gets in over her head, but she's still kind of sassy. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I just. I kind of feel like if you're an Avenger. Part of you is, if a future somebody came and was bleeding on your couch, it was like, all right, let's discuss this, you know. All right, call why, back up, maybe. Yeah, why are you going after these? Like, let's regroup, not, all right, sure, let's go after these guys. Especially after you already have this, like, huh? You Because know, she has that moment while they're still in the apartment where she's not sure that something's right. But the fact that she goes off with him anyway is weird to me. It's a little irresponsible, but I don't know if that... I mean, I guess it just depends on what her character is. Yeah. To me, kind of the way she was acting and how flippant she was, if that's who she is, 
And she would probably be a little bit loose with the rules. Be a little bit irresponsible, maybe. So, if you're a big fan of the character and you feel like that doesn't fit, I would understand why you didn't like it. For me, not really knowing her, I, I thought the character as portrayed in this issue was interesting and acted within the bounds of this own issue as she would act. So. Okay, I can see that. I just, I don't know. I think part of it is the art is so distracting to me now <laughs> and so predictable in certain parts that I'm not into it anymore. Okay. And so for me, the storyline, whether it's good or bad, it's being brought down because yeah. of the art. Okay. Well, uh, with that in mind, what are you going to grade Old Man Logan number three? I'm, part of me wants to give it a two out of six. Uh, give it what you want. It's your grade. Yeah. That's why you're on the show. I'm going to give it a two out of six just because uh, I, I just wish... You know, we're on the third issue of this book. I keep looking for them to take, you know, I loved in the beginning those little red squares. And while this book, we did the purple section. Nope, in turn number two is raised his head. Say hi, Ollie. Can you say hi? <laughs> He's about to tell us something. <laughs> All right, so final thoughts for you. Final thoughts for me. I don't know. I There's something missing in this book. Okay. And there's there's something that's been missing in this book for me. What it is, I can't put my finger on. The art, we're on the third issue. Whereas I like the little red squares in the beginning. And this one had the purple section to relate to Hawkeye. I just, I keep waiting them to reinvent something. And that hasn't happened. And so I'm getting... Bored. See, I thought I thought the different playing with the panels was a lot different this issue. Well, playing with the panels, but it's those stupid little red squares. They're driving me crazy. And I think that's what's bothering me. Now, I will say the colors on the inside when he was having that flashback to when they were on the beach was nice because they were beachy tones. And it it was a nice departure, but it didn't last. And so... I don't know. I'm just, I'm struggling with this book. I'm trying to figure out where it fits into everything. And so for me, I'm just, and it's just starting to drive me crazy. Okay. Well, I'm in the exact opposite boat. I'm going to give Old Man Logan number three, five out of six claws. I'm very interested in his quest. And like I said, the complexity of him kind of, how, how far will he keep going making excuses for what he's doing? And I'm just, I'm enjoying the, the interaction with the different characters that have been in the series so far. So, so I'm still really digging this series. Um, Denise obviously is not so much. And um, we'll see. We'll see if it, if it gets better or worse if we meet in the middle or if we just kind of stay on divergent paths with this book. But um, either way, that is Old Man Logan number three. Okay, so before we get out of this uh, bonus episode, we have a very quick Wolverine roundup. Yee-haw! As we have a couple of Sabretooth appearances to talk about. Um, Sabretooth is in Deadpool number 8. And of course in Uncanny X-Men number 4. Deadpool number 8. Deadpool versus Sabretooth. Or Nightmare on Memory Lane. Is written by Gary Duggan. Or Dugan, I'm not sure. Art by Matteo Lolly. Colors by Ruth Redmond. Letters by VCs Joe Sabino. 
and the cover by Mark and Laura Allred. And on the cover, uh, we basically have a really cool kind of different shades of green concentric circles, and then Deadpool shooting Sabretooth in the back of a head with a hornet's nest from a slingshot. It is a pretty great cover. Of course, Allred is a, is a legend. The Sabretooth looks a little bit too much like Nosferatu for my taste, but um, it's still a pretty good cover. Um, so basically, in this issue, Deadpool, um, we meet his new Mercs for Money, which, eh, whatever. Then he's, he's tracking a guy, trying to find out who killed his family. Um, he finds the handprint, tracks that back to a strip club where he talks to the owner. The owner is a guy who used to work for Butler, who was a guy that, that made Deadpool or whatever. And, um, and this guy used to work for Butler, and he would bag and tag Deadpool. So remember, when he kind of lost his memory or whatever, they would send him out on missions. He'd kill people, then they'd bring him back and brainwash him, whatever. So he was one of, this guy was one of the handlers. And so Deadpool kind of roughs him up. He wants to know all the missions he did in Canada. Uh, he's trying to find out who killed his family. It turns out that he killed his family. He didn't know at the time they were his family. But he was on a mission with Sabretooth. So he's under the impression that Sabretooth killed his family. Um, so he tracks Sabretooth down, which we get a nice kind of tie-in to our current Uncanny X-Men book. He sees Sabretooth and Magneto fighting some, uh, some bad guys, rescuing some mutants. He's got a sniper on Sabretooth, but decides, you know what? No. He's gonna do, uh, he's gonna try to decapitate him. So he strings some line across the highway while Sabretooth is on his motorcycle. And he's going to clothesline him and then put his head in a uh, little pet carrier. <laughs> Typical Deadpool style. Um, of course, it doesn't quite work. It messes Sabretooth's throat up pretty bad, but it doesn't, doesn't take his head clean off. So Deadpool throws the pet carrier away and gets out his sword. He's going to finish the job and cut off Sabretooth's head for killing his family. Um, the art is pretty good. Uh, this lolly guy, not r- real familiar with him, but... um. Pretty good art. Colors are pretty nice too. So Lolly and Redmond did a good job. Uh, the writing for Deadpool is fine. You know, it's kind of funny, but I like Deadpool when he's funny, but the story is kind of serious. I think I've said that almost any time we've ever talked about Deadpool. And this is one of those stories that, like, there's definitely kind of some nice Deadpool continuity going on, but still kind of silly and whimsical. I'm going to give Deadpool number eight a very strong four out of six claws. And just by the way, since I don't think I've mentioned it, really loved the movie. A lot more than I thought I would. I laughed out loud a lot. It was just about as good as it should be for a Deadpool movie. So I thought it was really fantastic. Alright, so moving on to Uncanny X-Men number 4. Written by Colin Bunn, penciled by Greg Land, inks by Jay. Shh, listen. Colors by Nolan Woodard. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by Land and Woodard. And on the cover, we have Psylocke uh, running through some Egyptian um, catacombs, I guess. And we see the Dark Riders lurking in the background. Kind of has a nice, like, 80s sci-fi horror vibe to it. It's a pretty cool cover. Uh, this book is still just very solid. Um, I, I do have a review for this on the Intracomics podcast website. So check that out. Uh, basically, we find out that Magneto is kind of playing chess with the Dark Riders. He sends his team of X-Men to Egypt to track him down, but he stays in Genosha with Triage. And then he knows that Triage, of course, is the real target. Um, the Dark Riders are still hunting down mutant healers, 
And probably the highlight is issue they they confront Zorn, and uh, some really great sequence. Uh, Bun and Land both do a really good job with Zorn. So the X Men fight the Dark Riders, including Sabretooth, of course. Then when the Dark Riders realize that the triage is still in Genosha, they teleport away. And the X-Men are like, uh-oh. And they're like, uh, Magneto, I think they're heading towards you. And he's like, I know. So, um, the art's fine in this book. What Land's doing is not really necessarily my cup of tea, but it's good. I mean, it's fine. It's good art. Um, the story was just solid. This book is just still very solid. So I'm going to give Uncanny X-Men number four, four out of six claws. And that's going to do it for Sabretooth this week in our Wolverine Roundup. Yeehaw! Okay, so that's going to do it for episode 169, our first baby bonus episode from March 2016. Hope you enjoyed our mini-sode to kick off the month. New month, new baby, new stuff. So, um, anyway, yeah, uh, please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Email us, SnickCast at Yahoo.com. Uh, show notes and stuff are SnickCast.Podbean.com. And, uh, next up, we're going to talk about the last issue of the first arc of All New Wolverine. So that'll be fun. I'm going to try to get, uh, I'll knock on wood. Planning on having Dan come back on for that episode. So we'll see if we can work that out with a baby schedule. Um, hopefully so. If not, then, you know, we'll still bring it to you either way. So, um, yeah. Well, until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. And snacked.